0: Fate of the universe on the line. I want Iguadala. Kevin
1: Durant. You AD shows out the entire fortnight. Lakers climb with all their might. Steph goes deep fake, fools people with a full coat make. While Kyrie looks for shelves, we work on ourselves. On the Hashtag Balls NBA podcast, your favorite NBA podcast in an Indian accent. We are back at it again with episode 10 of season 6. If this is your first time listening to The pod, my name is Ashwin and I request you to go follow us on Instagram, subscribe to our channel on YouTube and wherever you are listening to this podcast at. In the association this week, Andrew Nembhard got the glorious distinction of becoming one of the only players to be hated equally by Laker fans and Warrior fans. Steph Curry got embroiled in a Sports Illustrated scandal after a fake video of him making a full court shot went viral and New Orleans Pelicans gained the second seed in the West after beating the Denver Nuggets and their four-game win streak. Speaking of unexpected, I've got with me as always, someone who has seen more NBA games this week than I have in my life Someone who finds photo editing apps with ease, but doesn't take many selfies, and someone with a fierce beard but the sweetest smile. My co-host Vinita.
0: Oh my God! Such praise today.
1: Huh? <laughs> do I see? Uh, do I see a shade of red in your face,
0: Vinita? Are you blushing with my no, compliments? I think it's the light. It's, the, it's light. the Fancy light on top of it.
1: Tell us, like, how, what is this week about? You, you went. Uh, happy birthday! I hope. Fans wished you happy, but it. it was like two weeks ago. But you've been out of Luxembourg for a while. Uh, tell us about your trips. Tell us about the game that you saw. What is going on? Where are you right now? So right
0: now I am in uh, San Jose, California. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, the birthday was really good. My wife surprised me with a uh, game uh, between Charlotte Hornets and uh, the Sixes, and it was courtside seats. So not like courtside, courtside, but like two rows behind courtside. You you could see courtside. Yeah, yeah, you could see the courtside very clearly, and um, it was it was a great experience because Mm. I have watched basketball games before, but it's always from the rafters, you know, like from really tower look like a, you know, and that experience is very different from this experience because when you're sitting here, you can like actually see the players like huddle, you know, you can see. Both sides, you can see the huddle, you can see uh, the refs calling out, stuff. Mm. So, it's actually a very cool experience. Um, and I think that, you know, someday you will get to have it too. Uh-huh. And Why all that? you have to do is keep your wife happy. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. And pray for uh-huh. her success. Apna to kuch honne wala ne. Nay, uh, maybe, maybe Ramya, Ramya becomes a uh, big stand-up comic who creates a show for NBA, basketball related. And there are I jokes about her, about her basketball broke husband. And then NBA is <laughs> like, oh, this is a really great comic. Let's say that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's a great, that
1: like, that's so possible.
0: That's very, very possible. Yeah, so it was a great experience, man. I mean, I think, uh, also the, the good part was both teams were pretty bad. So, no Embiid, uh, no Harden, right? For the success of deposit Was MB Yeah. No before? MB, no Harden, no you know Davis, no, no no nothing. Like their top four players were out. You know, the best player was our favorite, the man, the scam artist, Tobias Harris. Tobias. <laughs> 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 Coach's favorite Tobias. Coach's favorite uh, Tobias Harris was there, and actually, I really like this uh, player from Charlotte Hornets uh, called Richards. He's a backup center and I think he's, he's he's really good. I don't know why he hasn't gotten as many minutes as he should get, but obviously he worked players for the center which mm-hmm. is the answer. But uh, I think I think he is someone we we should just sort of keep an eye on. He's kind of like that he's got like that little Christian Wood. in you know, like he oh. does all the dirty work and whenever he gets an opportunity it's like a bucket. Like he's got good footwork, everything. I think he was like class of 2020 or something. So he's kind of really young, <clears throat> but he's really good. Okay. Uh, like whenever he was on the court, he was like kind of destroying the opponents. So he's my next bowl bowl. You can't have that many pole bowl bowls. Nick Richards, we
1: will watch out for you, Nick Richards. We will tag you and hope that you see our story and then we'll celebrate it. Because we find happiness in small things. mean, be back, beneath today is part three. The last part of our division-wise look at NBA teams. Uh, we are yes. going to look at the we were, this was supposed
0: to. This was supposed to be a pre-season preview. And now we are at 25% <laughs> the of the season. Now we have it's a better a idea pre-season. of what we are talking about.
1: <laughs> season is not your startup, You know,
0: we are just like, one for the Next season. year.
1: Next year will get better. Next year will be before <laughs> the
0: 10, 10 before. games. Uh,
1: the, the two divisions that we are going to talk about today, in the Eastern Conference, it's the Atlantic Division and in the Western Conference, it's the Northwest Division. So, we will start with the Atlantic Division because we always start with the East. So, in the Eastern Conference Atlantic Division, we've got the New York Knicks, the Toronto Raptors, the Boston Celtics, Philadelphia 76ers and the Brooklyn Nets. The funny thing, what I thought was when like all this is that apart from Celtics, which are clearly the best team in the league right now, clearly as in but Celtics, but Celtics clearly much better. Everyone else in this division has a very similar uh, win-loss record. So, the New York Knicks are 11-13, the Raptors are 12-12, uh, Philadelphia is 12-12, and the Brooklyn Nets are 13-12. So, even though we said that the Brooklyn Nets are terrible, and, uh, oh my God, the Raptors are playing great, and New York Knicks suck, they all have a very similar records. Yeah. So, we we will start off, obviously, with the New York Knicks, who are technically the worst team in the game. New York Knicks, we need uh, not much has changed. Coach Tips is still there. Julius Randle, RJ Barrett. They've got a bunch of uh, things. Jalen Brunson. Brunson is the addition uh, from the Mavericks to so last season. Uh, the best player right now. Though. Absolutely. Best player, without doubt. But they're not really... Well, clearly player. you had some
0: doubt because you didn't even say his name. I was going to get to him. That's how I work.
1: They're scoring 113 points, uh, which is like sort of mid-level per game their field goal percentage is not that great their three-point shooting is sort of league average everywhere they're sort of league average except winning in which they are much below league average actually they're sort of pretty average okay. new york knicks has always uh, we found a lot of fans of the new york knicks so nothing much spectacular for them they looks to be one more of those seasons where nothing is going to happen what do you think is the point of Having this
0: franchise. So, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. That's like a huge question. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still stand by my theory. Conspiracy theory. Uh, which is, when New York Knicks lose on purpose, the entire yeah. whole point is that New York, like, you know, sh- there is more love when you have shared pain together. You know, like when you, like, the reason why we have still have Friends from colleges and schools because we all went through this like tough time of like exams and like, you know, all of these like really tough situations together. And I feel like this is the same thing. Uh, the, the management knows we are based in Manhattan. Always going to make money. So the question is how do we make the most money without spending the most money? And so the way to do that is to be really bad. Or show like glimmers of hope, you know, like that's called torture. A true torture is when you have solitary confinement with a window. Yeah. You know? The hope. The hope. Uh, or like, you know, yeah, so so that's kind of what it is. And, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's, it's brilliant. They have the most rabbit fans. New York has one of the most rabbit fan bases. Uh, like we, we, we had one of our guests at... Peter, you know, Pete Croato. Yeah. Crockett. And, he like he talked about how difficult it was for him to give away his income. even though they never won, he never like but like you know like pain and suffering kinda like traps you in a, this really nice cocoon of of uh misery. Uh, and if you have shared misery you can make you can monetize it. So uh I think that's the plan. Uh I I I had once asked
1: one of my seniors at work about We were talking about something and then he talked about how for some people pain is the pleasure. And the example that he gave me was, you know what gutka is, right? Like what people, tambaku they keep in their mouth and they chew it. So he talked about how that gutka actually has powdered glass inside it. So what people, when they put it inside their, like between their lips and the thing, what the uh, glass does is it bruises the gums and causes bleeding. And this tobacco enters the bloodstream through that. And that's how it gives them, like, that's the pleasure uh, of, like, chewing tobacco. I mean, especially this gutka kind it's of good thing. Gutka. Uh, the gutka, not tobacco technically, but, like, the gutka part of it. So he talked about, you know, and that man was, like, a very educated, like, you know, he was, like, a senior engineer and all that in the company that he was working at. And he was having this tobacco like gutka thing. His teeth are all uh, completely, like, up, but yeah. he talked about how much the the pleasure that was there of doing this, which is why he continued to do this. He didn't care whether, uh,
0: you know, it was good exactly. or bad. It's exactly that. It's exactly that. And you know, and you have to show a little bit of hope once in like four five years, or like you should do one good move where they're like, oh yes, you yeah. know. And like, I think that's just, that's it's a vicious cycle. And I think it's perfect. It's perfect the way that I don't think. You need to change anything. New York, New York real estate is always going to be New York real estate. It's never going to go down. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I, I, I fully support everything that New York managed because I think it's super smart. Uh, the fans need it. You know, the fans, like, they, bring down they the start arrogance. winning. <clears throat> if they start winning, I feel like they'll get like, two pompers. they would, bless you, come together. So, the only way to come together is through misery. So you know, one like, way to veterans come together. Like, veterans, like, war veterans, say like, oh, yes, ah. we fought the Vietnam for Vietnam or we fought for Cargill for. It's like, no, you did something extremely shitty. And, like, you're bonding together.
1: We together. Okay, all right. That, I mean, our, our, our misery
0: memory. of our basketball podcast not making any views is also bonding us together. If we were both successful, if our podcast was very successful, we would have infighting. We'd be like, oh... He's getting more attention. I'm getting more attention. Ah, you know? so this is that, what is
1: keeping us together. Like the lack of success is, I, I love this. I love this. This is, this is it. This is it for all the New York Knicks fans. I think you guys just love misery and uh, the management has understood that it's easier to replicate failure than it is to replicate success. That's what it, it exactly, is. Exactly. Exactly we will now move on from the New York Knicks to the other side of the border the Toronto Raptors a uh, lot of promise they started off uh, with a lot of promise but they haven't been able to play that well 12 12 is their injuries. record 8th in the eastern conference 22nd in points per game 12th in rebounds per game 7th in opponents uh, points per game it's, they they have they've shown flashes but Scotty Barnes has not been able to live up to his rookie of the year hype Pascal Siakam comes uh, does amazing things and goes back to injury. Fred Van Fleet took that $80 million and just disappeared. He's like, my bi- wife is not putting out any more babies, so I'm not putting out any more great seasons. That is all I have, gentlemen. I've, I have a ring. Y'all figure yours, your own. Apna, they cross look. That kind of attitude. Uh, we've got uh, main scorers. We've got Pascal Siakam, obviously 25 points. OG Ananobi. He's played really good. Like I had to say that. Garrett Trent Jr., Fred Van Vliet, Scotty Barnes, Chris Boucher, Precious Achuawa. And sort of it just dwindles down from there. Siakam is not of the mold of any of these superstars, even though he keeps knocking on the doors of it. A, do you feel that they have a better chance if he goes? If he leaves and he, they get someone else? Or is Pascal Siakam? No, 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 I don't... Is it possible that he's the second best player on the championship team?
0: He is the second best player of the championship today. I think that... He has all the tools, like, he's got the frame, he's got the body, he's got the athleticism, he's got the touch, he's got everything. Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe he doesn't, I don't know, I mean, very difficult, because he was, a, he was an all-star, you know, he was yeah. all NBA last year, so it's not like he's, he's, mm-hmm. I mean, if you had to say, Pastor Silkham is an all-NBA player, it would be, yeah, he's an all-NBA player. Uh, but I think that the East has just been a little wonky. Siakam has been injured, so he's coming back from injury. So it's yeah. not like... He's only uh, played 14
1: games this season.
0: Yeah, I feel Toronto Raptors are a good team. They will figure it out. Will they be <clears throat> a great team? No. But they'll they'll be competitive. They have a good coaching staff. They have good players. Like you're right, Fred Van Bleet has sort of... I mean, we talked about Fred Van Bleet not passing the ball, right, to, to Kawhi. To Kawaii. <laughs> This is like just the funniest thing. Um, it, it's, it was so obvious anyway. The point being that he yeah. is kind of like that. You know, it's just like, mm. I, I, for good reason, you know, he wasn't, you know, he had to really claw his way up. So he's just like, okay, let me just secure the bag for now, which he did. And now he's kind of coasting. Um, I think, I think the future of the Raptors is really good because they've got two very good players in uh, Scotty Barnes and Obi OG and, and, and OB. And you no know, Like they can be like the Michael like Michael Jordan, Scotty Pippen of <clears throat> the Raptors. Problem. Okay. I mean I'm not saying but because they both are good defensively and they both can do things offensively. And mm-hmm. they're kind of of the same size, if I'm not wrong. Yeah. So they're both like six, 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 eight, six, nine. Scotty Barnes is a yeah. Yeah. So I feel like that's their core. I think if they can develop that and you have Pascal Siakam, who's sort of the bet at this point. Uh <clears throat> and so they have like three good very very good players very high level IQ uh, high athleticism high defense Uh, so they have three very good players and now the question is how did they build the roster around it what is is Scottie Barnes an all NBA player we don't know yet right like he he was rookie of the year last year right yeah and um, for good reason he was really really good um
1: no, so so but I, I I like sort of on the fridge this season. Like, only 14.5 points. He's scoring less than 50% from the field. Three points yeah, but th- that, 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 you
0: know, what, what happens is like when you go from a role player where, it, like, you're, you're basically not, there are no plays run for you. You're doing the dirty work, you're, you're crashing the boards, you're doing those kind of things to, like, okay, now there's a play going to be run for you. Your defense is on you. That transition takes a while. For anybody, um, unless that person is already like a Luca or like where well, that's that's it's been their role all the time, you know. So <clears throat> I think Sparty Banks is really special. So um, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. Because he's, I think he's just it's kind of like Kawaii. I feel he's just very Kawaii-ish in the way he plays. A little bit more bulkier though than Kawai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, then young Kauai, Karenko Karenko is like a,
1: to, we, we see him once, uh, once he's just like yes, yes, yes. I will come when I come and when I come it, it, it then I'll be gone hopefully. then I'll come back uh, we don't know uh, we'll talk about the Philadelphia 76ers next not because they are like the third worst team but they they, they are also sort of uh, grappling a lot through injuries trying to figure out how can they give the ball to Tobias Harris which is the most big, the biggest concern for them how can we save Doc Rivers' job because he has a mortgage to pay and, uh, exactly. how can we do all this while living in one of the worst places for a bad team to stay in, which is Philadelphia? They, it's not that they have been bad, but the expectation from Philadelphia is crazy. Like when they, when James Harden comes back and they have the best. He's already center, back. He's already, I mean, he back, he came back like one game ago. That they, they lost yeah, to the yeah. Rockets. But when you have the expectation is that when Joel Embiid, one of the two best centers in the league, The offensively the best center like pure like one-on-one sort of offense. Uh, Huge numbers that he puts up. It's ridiculous to think that that team is still at the 500 mark. He's played 16 games. uh, James Hart has only played 10 games. Injury has definitely been a major part of their uh, challenge to get any sort of rhythm going. Um, But they've lost games which they should not have lost. There's something which is really not helping any of
0: them. like Get some No, no I mean, le, le, no, no, no I, I think, I think we're being too harsh on the Sixers. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I just looked at it because I, I, I was thinking about it, like, where are these teams in the ranking? So I was just looking at it and all these four teams, which is Nets, Sixers, Raptors, Raptors and, and New, York Knicks New York Knicks, are one game, one win away from 4, 5, 6, 7. Right? So there are three good, there are three teams that are way above everybody, right? Which so is the Celtics, Milwaukee Bucks, and Cavaliers. And after that, there's this huge pool of teams. And if you look at those teams, Philadelphia 76s is the only team that hasn't had their best players for a long time, for the longest Correct. time. So, hmm. I think the Sixers are gonna, once they have a healthy, not even, a, not even like a fully healthy Joel Embiid and James Harden, but just on the floor and beat on the floor harden, they will move up to the four or five spot. Um and if they can kind of somehow manage to get health by the playoffs, it's a very dangerous game. Which we saw initially, like initially they were playing really good. Um you know what James James Harden was averaging 30-30. They drop like four thirty point games with like twelve rebounds, twelve assists and all that yeah, stuff.
1: Yeah but, so but I am not whatever little sample we have of this uh, James Harden playing Embiid not playing Embiid playing Harden not playing Harden and Embiid yeah. both playing and Harden and Embiid both not playing it, it's almost like when they both play none of them is sure who is the Kobe and who is the Shaq
0: yeah.
1: whereas it should yeah. be very clear that Embiid is the Shaq and uh, Harden is the Kobe like the difference has to be there because not just because Embiid is younger but because he is the more dominant, dominant player yeah, and he's the player who can, like you know, like really change the game. If he is happy on the offensive end, he is very happy on the defensive end, uh, blocking shots, making sure the rebounds are there, yeah. e- establishing that presence. So that's what I felt. Because I'm sure that there's a lot of frustration for Joel Embiid because, as one of the best big men in this era, he has not even come close to winning the championship. Uh, playoff me, he has never never been able to take his. Uh, team passes. Have they been
0: to the conference finals? No, 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 they've not been to the conference finals. They almost made the conference finals last year, unless not last year, the year before. No, the year before
1: when Hawks beat them after being down 3-2. So,
0: like, it must be frustrating
1: him. So, he, it could be that he's thinking that maybe I was a little too dominant, maybe I was asking for the ball too much, maybe I need to, uh, like, ask less and pass the ball more and, like, be less uh, demanding. Instead of, like, mm. it could be that I don't want to step on this because Harden is not like a Ben Simmons. Harden is a proper bona fide MVP of the league. He's uh, like a scoring machine. All of that when he's healthy, right? So maybe there's a bit of that. He's not, they are not able to figure out where the, where the good point is, where he can be dominating as well as, you know, like, uh, gracious in his distribution of the ball. Like, he's not a Luca kind of a ball usage guy, but maybe Like he's trying to be a little bit more like, you know, like a LeBron James, sort of just, ah, here's the wealth. Attention is on me, here's the wealth. Instead of like, attention is on me, let me punish them, let me do this, let me do that. Any
0: thoughts on like that sort of a Joel Embiid angle? No, I think Joel Embiid should just become like, see, I think Bigman, other than Jokic, I think Jokic is very, very special. Uh, Bigman. They have to be extremely aggressive, right? They have to keep pounding the paint, keep, like, dunking the ball. I mean, I, I was, I don't know which podcast this was, but I think it is like thinking basketball podcast where, where this guy talks about Shaq. And Shaq was playing in the Lakers, it was like a wrecking ball, right? Mm-hmm. The whole point of Shaq was not to, like, Shaq was like, he would, he would destroy your confidence. As for the opponents, like it's just once you play Shaq in a playoff series, it's like all you can think of when you wake up and sleep is like how do we even stop this guy? Like you forget there's a Kobe, you know, you forget that there is a Phil Jack. you forget everything. All you can do is you wake up and like you can see Shaq. That's all you can do. And I always oh, like a, it was Kenyon Martin's thing where he said like, listen, Kobe was there, and like Kobe was great, but no one woke up thinking how do we stop Kobe. You know, like, nobody woke up thinking that all we did was think. And that was the problem. The problem was, like, you had so much focus on SAC, you forgot that you had Kobe on the other side, like, who would destroy you. Right? And I think that that's sort of what MD should try to do. Is He should just be such a wrecking ball of a machine. Even if he's not, like, he, he should just, because he's a big guy, and he's got footwork, and he can be dominant, and he's got that little bit of oomph. You should just dunk 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 like take 50 people and dunk just be like that person where like people be like oh shit how do you stop Joel Embiid and then like James Harden is dropping 40 on you <laughs> that's what I think that was what Kenny was like we would think about Shaq Shaq all the time and then like Kobe's dropping 40 on us and like what the hell <laughs> it's like you can't, you can't win right yeah who is this guy <laughs> we forgot about
1: this guy <laughs> from whatever I've seen of Embiid and he doesn't seem to have that little like, I will, like, I will destroy your head. Have you seen, you've seen Game of Thrones, right? You've seen the mountain destroy a person's head, like squish it. Yeah. Not even like uh, metaphorically, like literally squish someone's head. Like that takes a little bit of anger. That takes a little bit of like, ah, that, that, when you, when you lose in basketball, suddenly you get this anger thing and then you start calling silly fouls and then you start using your butt to move people out of the way and then you keep traveling <clears throat> and doing that. But yeah. that comes from a place of like deep, like, no, I don't want to lose. I hate losing that kind of thing. I think Embiid is a little bit softer on that terms. Like he's okay with taking what they give him instead of like, no, I will take whatever I want sort of a. Yeah uh, it's it's like,
0: it's sort of like what Bill Russell talked about Will Chamberlain I don't know if you said like I, uh, the way uh, I stopped Will Chamberlain is by not stopping him you know I because just if let I him made score. it just let him score because till he is scoring uh, others are not getting does, the points yeah he does what he wants i mean i would Ball make it a moving. little bit difficult for him but i would not try to like block his shots or make it so difficult because an angry will is unstoppable like even if you try so
1: okay all right let's Move on to the next team, which is the Brooklyn. Or is it just KD? It's just KD and a bunch of people <laughs> on two-way <laughs> contracts. Uh, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Royce O'Neal, Ben Simmons, Nick Slashton, Joe Harris, Seth Curry coming back from injury, Utu uh, Watanabe, who's like, I, I really like Utu Watanabe. I, I saw him play in the FIBA World Cup for Japan and I was like, okay, this man pretty good. TJ Warren, TJ Warren. Oh. TJ Warren, the bubble Kobe. Bubble Kobe. (laughs) That bubble was a great thing. They should bring back the bubble every five years, just as a reminder. It's a good idea. Let's see what the bubble can do to some people. This team, I really don't know much what to say except, like, Ben Simmons has only played 17 games, Kyrie has only played 17 games, but not out of injury, but just out of, like, I don't care enough about playing basketball. I mean, if I was playing with Kevin Durant, I'd be like, whenever you give me the ball, I'll just take one dribble and then pass the ball back to Kevin Durant. He's like, Kevin Durant, here,
0: take it. Show me what you got. No, you would not do that. Knowing you, you would not do that. You would be like Russell Westbrook. Yes, Yes, I I am as good as Kevin Durant. (laughs) Even though my, even though all, all facts, stats, everything say not (laughs) as good as Kevin Durant. I believe.
1: Whatever. Don't uh, insult Russell Westbrook. You know, I just realized something. that this Nets have taken away the joy of watching Kevin Durant. Like, it's like when Kevin Durant plays, he takes 15 shots, he scores 25-30 points and the game is always like how oh, okay, comfortable win for... It. Like, he used to do that with far less talent in Oklahoma City Thunder when Westbrook and Harden were injured. Like, there was a season when none of them were there. 2014. Uh, his magnus 20, opus. His MVP, year. His MVP he would win yeah. those games with... Uh Steven Adams and not even any scant, like Andre Roberson, uh, yeah, yeah. Kevin Martin, like some random names. You will never hear those names again. Like Raymond Felton and all point guard. Reggie Jackson was there. No, was I, like feel, yeah, I think yeah, I
0: think twenty fourteen is his like Magnus opus. Like you, you will go back and like it's like the twenty twelve of of uh, LeBron. LeBron It's like just too good. Yeah. Whatever,
1: like 55 games, he won with the Thunder that year, uh, 55 plus. Uh, and he won with far less talent and now he has so much talent around him. And In the West well, also, Whatever it is, he won the MVP and now it's difficult for us to imagine him ever competing for a championship again, which is very sad as a former Durant hater. It's now like uh Oh, you have you have moved on from hitting Duran. I have. I mean, this so long ago. Now he's in the nets. It's like karma has worked out, and like it's it's a it's a decent place now. But that's my point. That I can't. It's it's not really a good place for uh, Kevin Durant to be at. Like, how can he be happy like playing like this? And not being able to beat teams that he would have beat with his eyes closed two, three, like, you know, four, five years ago, you easily would have done that. So that's a little sad thing for me. But otherwise, Brooklyn Nets, uh, their defense is bad. They can't rebound. They they get out-rebounded every single game. You can only score so much, but you have to stop people also, right? Like, that's how you win games. You score more than the other teams. They score, the other team also scores. And their scoring is not even that amazing, remarkable or something uh Kyrie Irving comes in Is he sort of like lord knows what what he's going to bring in today uh Ben Simmons comes for two games and goes back for 3 days doesn't really play much it's a really sort of sad basketball team to watch okay we need we'll move on to the last team in this uh, division it's the best team in the NBA by record and by stats and by attitude and by whatever it is uh, they let go of a sexual offender and they found one Mahatma Gandhi sort of person as their new coach. The Boston Celtics. Number one offensively, number uh, five or six defensively. First in points per game, 121 points per game, uh, ninth in assists per game. offense speed goes sort of middle drill. Rebounding, not the best, but they are shooting the most threes. They are making the most, most threes. Accuracy is off the charts. Uh, bench is crazy. They've, they found new ways of defending shots. Uh, they've, they're asking people to jump. In front of the hoop itself, this is some next level uh, defending of the three-point line that is happening. Jason jaden playing at an MVP level. Finally, he's showing that Jason is greater than Jalen, which I've been saying for five years now.
0: Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, yeah. okay. Let's
1: calm down on that. Uh, that's, that's all true. 31 points per game uh, on 48, 36 and 87 shooting slicks. Yeah, but how many 80? shots is he taking? He's uh, taking only 21 shots. And how much is Jalen taking? 19 shots. 20 shots. 19.7 shots. They're both taking yeah, and what what
0: the, Their difference difference in point is three points. They have to take
1: shots. Only, only the smart people can take shots. He's uh, shooting more free throws. G-
0: you, if you give, give Jalen two more shots, he'll be, be averaging the same as uh, Jason Grader. <laughs> <Jason laughs> otherwise, uh, other,
1: otherwise, they are very similar. Start-wise, they are all very, very similar. I'm just saying. Uh Jalen Brown a is. A, I, I just want to remind you, you Jalen Brown is a supporter of Kyrie Irving's uh, nonsense. He just has not said it that way but he has uh, in many slight comments he has said those in many slight tweets he has supported Kyrie Irving. That's all I want to say and I will... Oh really? I don't that. know. This. Yes. Okay, now the opinion has changed. Screw this. Who Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum? Jalen Brown. Jason know, uh, he, he, uh, he doesn't have much of a personality outside. He doesn't have much of a personality. Anyway uh, we need like from
0: last season. J- Jalen Brown was anti vaxos Ah, correct. Exactly. So, yeah. I just want no, no, to... No, no. See, that. I don't, I don't, I don't hate Kyrie for his... You can have an opinion, but don't screw up the team. You know, that's my point. Like, Jalen Brown didn't screw up the team's chemistry because of all this Absolutely, stuff. Absolutely. Uh...
1: Last they went to the finals, got ha- demolished by the Warriors because Warriors have played more finals than they have seen. Demolished toh nahin Not nah demolished uh, Like, they, 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 after, they, self-destructed. After they self-destructed. After game three, they did not win a single game. Like, lost three games, can see? Which is, they weren't even close. The games were not even close. They lost at home also. Let me just, that's all I'm saying. My point is that, after that, it's a very demoralizing uh, defeat. They come back, they get Marcus, uh, the Malcolm Broughton in into the team, uh, keep most of their crew together. They get Blake Griffin, which is not that great of a move, but it's, you know, it's, we love Blake Griffin. I,
0: I, I love, I love how like one, he does one dunk and there are the, like 15 names turning
1: back the clock of time. You know, after, especially after that, uh, controversy surrounding the last coach, Joe Merzula comes in, does a seamless job. The core is intact. Almost, all, almost all of them are still with the team. Uh they look set to get at least to the conference finals where they will face the Bucs probably. And that'll be a good series if, you know, Chris Middleton is back. There was a lot of talk about, you know, they didn't have to face Middleton and the Bucs. They just had to face Giannis. And they you focused their efforts on him. Whichever game I've seen of the Celtics, which I, I've seen like five, six games of the Celtics, confidence for them is through the roof. Uh, led always by Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. They are the ones who are always like... Looking for any opportunity to attack. Like that's the reason that they have the most points per game. Like even adjusted for pace. They are the offensive rating, wise net rating, defensive rating. All of them very, very good numbers. Because they are constantly switching the defenses. Like we will switch everything. Let's see if you can break that sort of switch. And uh, I don't know. Like as well as a team can come back from losing in the finals, very uh, sad loss in the finals, as well as they could have come back, they have come back. Do do you think that this season, they can take that next step? Do you think that they can beat a healthy Bucks? That's my
0: question. Can they beat a healthy Bucks? Yes. Um, No. Okay. I feel like a healthy Bucks, I think Giannis is too much man, for anybody. He's like Shaq. It's not easy to build, like, stop Giannis. Mm. You know, even, even with no help, with a pretty okay team, he took the Celtics to game 7, right? Yeah. And it was like, was it like, uh, it was almost a buzzer beater, right? The final game. So a healthy bucks, uh, I feel like, could be quite a challenge for the Celtics even today. But having said that, Celtics have their own strengths. You know, the two the J's are amazing. Uh, but they are not overpowering so like what that's what the you know the warriors kind of expose is like if you really try to defend them mm. and you know you you jump between the lanes you don't don't let them like take easy dribbles uh they are not very good ball handlers so like you will always get those turnovers they will not be able to like they're not off ball they're not great so, and I don't see that improved this year. I think they haven't learned the mistake, the actual mistake, the one mistake they did. You know, it's not like, there are other things that, okay, you can improve. But yeah. the, the thing that this the Warriors really hard on is the two Jays have like 80%, 85% of possession. And they're horrible at ball handling. Mm-hmm. Especially Jalen Brown. Jalen was is really bad at ball handling. So, if you if you put like extreme He's focus the on them, point. yeah, yeah. They will turn over the ball, and then that will take away their confidence that they can drive it. Because all their offense is these two Js kind of driving it's like two knights in chess. You know, They you know how the knights in chess they just you know, just they just get into your defense? Right, that's it's how it's very difficult defending. for you. to, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, especially two if you Js once kick, right, so it's, it's go in, kick out, go in, kick out, go in, kick out. So all that's their whole offense, right? Um, and if you can reduce that. The whole Boston And I don't think they've improved that. I don't think their ball handling is better. I don't think they're, with Malcolm Brogdon, now, I think that there is a little bit of stability with the ball handling, because Malcolm Brogdon is not a bad ball handler, but who knows how he will be when the pressure is on him. Right? Um so, I feel like, but uh, Divicenzo is not in, uh, Milwaukee Bucks anymore, right? He's Bucks, no, no. Warriors. No. Connor mm-hmm. the set, is there, which I'm trying to figure out who are the two people. But they've got the Grace and Allen, and they've got like a lot of three point shooting. No, I mean who are going to be the defenders? Who are going to defend the Jays? Jays. Yeah. So I probably feel like you have Middleton and uh, hmm. uh, Drew yeah. Holiday. They'll probably put Holiday. is out. old now. It's not that. I mean, yeah, he he's he's a good defender, smart defender. Yeah. He's a ba- he's a like better like defender he's than he's an uh, offender. Yeah, but the Jays are very good. At some point, the offense is always, more potent than defense.
1: No, you're um, right. I mean, Drew Holliday is not the same young buck he was two years ago
0: when they won the championship. Yeah. And he has had an injury also. Mm-hmm. But still, like, who is going to stop Giannis? And how are they going to stop him? If Giannis decides, I want to drop every every day, he can, you yeah. know. And it's just the Shaq things. Like, you wake up and you think, oh, shit, like, Giannis, Giannis, yes. And then, like, Chris Middleton drops 35-1. And you're like, oh, Chris Middleton was here. You know? So, Damn it. Like, Damn it, we forgot. We forgot about this guy. Uh,
1: I mean, but, uh, of course, Celtics, best team in the East, best team in the NBA also. Uh, very modern NBA sort of a team it is, like, everybody
0: can switch all positions everybody can sort of play all areas of the court. yeah i mean they are they are the best team the question is like are they going to win the championship like, yeah are Sorry. they going to be able to to win against the bucks or whoever comes out of the west mm-hmm. right have they fixed the holes that were there mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? okay okay all right this uh,
1: it seems like a pattern right now so i will move on to the next conference itself we've got the northwest division once upon a time ruled by the oklahoma city thunder but not anymore so we will talk about not not anymore not anymore for the last like 10 years now let's, let's not any anymore away. like maybe maybe 2 3 years uh we've got the oklahoma city thunder we've got the denver nuggets we've got the minnesota timberwolves the utah jazz and the portland trail blazers
0: so, so the reason why we talked a lot about the East is because those are more interesting teams than Absolutely. these teams. Yes, so these of teams these three teams, teams, what Utah Jazz, Portland. Okay. Ah, okay. See, so these these three teams are tanking anyway. So they are Wemby They're teams. We don't have to really talk about them. You're talking. You're saying
1: that, Utah Jazz is a
0: Wemby team. I think yeah. Utah Jazz. And Portland last and week
1: they were number one in
0: the West.
1: Not last yeah, week. Yeah, but like, that was
0: a uh, that, was, that was the Orlando Magic effort. Yeah, so I, I think they had a very easy schedule. Mm. They had uh, Laurie Markinen and coming off the FIBA, you know, FIBA uh, hype. Jason Clarkson forgetting that he's yeah, from now, Philippines. Now they are now they are they are number nine. Mm. Minnesota is number eleven. OKC is number twelve. It's a NBA team, so I, and Portland is also like coming down now. They're number eight. So I feel like we don't have There's to no point it talking about it. You know, what a great suggestion Absolutely. Yeah. So, when we do have
1: to talk about... What about Minnesota, though? Minnesota, because uh, we were... So, we talk about Minnesota.
0: Yeah, we'll in- talk about Minnesota. Just a second. So, I, w- I, I thought Minnesota was interesting till... till Carl anthony Towns went off with the with injury. So, without Carl mm-hmm. anthony Towns, the only thing that they can hope for is Anthony Edwards becomes Michael Jordan, like his father. He's got to... <laughs> I mean, come on! Are you not saying that there are some like little Michael Jordans running around? There are, there are some uh,
1: unknown, unknown Michael Jordans in this
0: world, definitely. Easy, easily, easily, easy. easy. I feel like that's the only thing that we can talk about. Everything else has been a disaster. Hmm. Um, there's nothing to really talk about in this world. Also, like I feel like they could just throw in their hat in. Okay, I, I just wanted to ask you this, because
1: I, I remember when we talked about the whole uh, the Rudy Gobert trade, like they gave away mm. people to get Rudy Gobert and I was, I, I don't want to say convinced because I don't remember what it was, but I was very sure that it is going to be so interesting to see how they operate a four and a five, where the five can't shoot threes for anything, he can't stretch the floor. Now what you've done is you basically put Carl Anthony Towns out there and instead of making any sort of impact in the center by dominating the paint, one guy is happy scoring from outside, the other guy is happy not scoring from inside. Like, Rudy Gobert is getting the same treatment from Anthony Edwards that he used to get from uh, Donovan Mitchell. Like, ball is not passing to him. So, yeah. w- like, in... like right, Even time, less. That's even less, exactly. Much. Even less, even less. So now that you know the thing that is going on, what... How, what would you rate this uh, particular trade?
0: The trade I think was a smart trade. I think it was okay. a winning trade. The problem really is that it was maybe too hopeful, uh, by the, by the Timberwolves that Edwards is mature enough to understand where he is in his journey of growth. And that, like, he has to take the team up. Because he is, he is the best player on the team. Yeah. He has the potential to be the best player on the team. But he has to get buy-in from everybody. Right now, Rudy Gobert thinks he's the best because he has this massive contract. You know, he just won the FIBA World Cup. You know, he's, he's a shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, Carl Anthony I don't know, you know. Three-point shooting champion. Yeah, they have all these, like, ego, but essentially, for a successful basketball dynasty, you need a great, like, transcendent, you know, star, star, and that's what Anthony Edwards is, right? Now, I thought he had, uh, like, when you hear him talk, he just, he seems like he has the the mental fortitude because you know, when he was last year, he was talking he was talking about like how he used to talk to Anthony, Carl Anthony Towser, hey man, you're the best center. In the-. Like, he had that, like, okay, you're the best center, you know, why don't you do this? Why don't you be more aggressive? But I think adding Rudy to the mix, and Rudy is French, condescending, you know, French, this is how French people are, they just are that way. Like, there's, there's no getting around that. Yeah. Um, and maybe he's just not gelling with Rudy you know, and uh, whereas Rudy is actually a good, like, if you actually think of, take out the personality and just say, okay, you have a defensive center who's going to, who, who all he does is, like, run towards the basket, gives you good screens, yeah, dunks the ball, Anthony Edwards, a player like Anthony Edwards, like, yeah, you know, that's what I want, right, uh, of that caliber and defense where you, like, Anthony is not a great defender, so, like, he's going to make mistakes. So mm-hmm. All he has to do is not really defend, but funnel, right? And then funnel it to Rudy. Really. Yeah. yeah. So, I thought that Anthony Edwards had that of okay, like, I don't really like this guy. He's a kind of a dick. But if I I can work with him, mm-hmm. it could be a great pairing, right? Because Carl anthony is going to do his thing, like, you really don't have to worry about it, you know? He's not a I don't think he's a trans trans Transcendental. The word? Transcendental. I don't think transcendental is the word, but uh star. Like you know, he's had his he's had his opportunity to be it hmm. and he has proven to not be it. So uh but he'll give you like a twenty five, you know, he he decent decent uh field goal percentage at the time. So not about cat, but now cat is gone. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, I feel like, they will give Anthony Edwards the keys of the team, and, um, if Edwards can figure it out mentally to work with Rudy, and Rudy can understand, listen man, I'm, Rudy is like 31, 32, I think, right? It's 30s. Like, this, this was my last big contract. I'm not gonna get another contract if I don't really show people what I can do, right? So, yeah, at some point, like, they have to understand. And I it out and it out together. We will now talk
1: about the only team which matters in this division, which is the Denver Nuggets, the home of the two-time defending MVP. Uh, they got Jamal Murray back. Michael Porter Jr. just did not play today's game against the Mavericks, they lost, but he's there. Uh, Jokic doing his thing, 23-10 and 9 assists. Uh, I mean, that man has not taken a step back from his MVP season. Probably won't get the MVP this season because people are like, no, can't do it three times in a row. But uh, what is your like? Have you have you been watching the Nuggets game first and secondly, like, what do you think their ceiling
0: is for this year? Yeah, I watched a few Nuggets games. Uh, I don't think that they were going to be a bad team. I think that, you know, Jokic is going to make sure they're like a top three or four team. Um, I mean i have a lot of vested in, in the Jokic story, so like I I, I watch these games. Uh, yeah. yeah. uh but I don't know, I feel I feel that something is not they don't have like a real strategy of how to play Jamal, Potter, Jokic, Highland, Aaron, like in 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 a, in a offense that's not conjured up by Jokic at the at that second. You know. It's like. Give the ball to Jokic. And Jokic will figure out. It. What needs to be done. And I don't think that's a successful. Like I think. Ideally. In an ideal situation. Uh, there should be a game plan. There should be. Some sort of like. Set offense. That. A team runs. Set offense type. A team runs. And. When all fails, you give it to the smartest IQ person who makes a play that gets you success. Mm. That, that's generally what you expect of a good basketball game. And Jokic has become, because Jokic is two-time MVP and he's so smart, they're relying on him too much to generate offense every single time they go down the floor. And I think that's a mistake. I think you need to have set plays where your kids can be comfortable and say, "I don't have to really think through this because this is a play that we have practiced so much." I'm not even involved in this play. I'm just in the corner. I don't. I'm in the corner. If The play breaks. I get the ball. I'm a decoy. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna attract people anyways. Two people, two defenders towards me. So those kind of things I I didn't see them do in the games that I watched. Mm-hmm. Right. Um which I think is a problem. I feel like Jokic as good as Jokic is. Um we saw what happened with the Suns, we saw what happened with the Warriors. They kind of figured him out. right? they figured him out offensively as a as a scorer. And he I don't see him making any of those changes yet. Like as a scorer. He's getting more and more into like being an assistant, trying to get Aaron Gordon and all these guys, which is the right thing to do, but I feel like at some point there has to be set plays that doesn't involve Jokic to get Aaron Gordon or Jamal Murray or Michael Potter Jr. open looks. And Jokic is just a decoy. Like, mm-hmm. Jokic doesn't have to be involved in every single play because when teams are planning for the Nuggets, they're only planning for Jokic at this point. Yeah, yeah. Right? And they're not really waking up and saying, oh, how do we stop Michael Potter Jr.? How do you stop Jamal Murray, right? So, when you have set place for these players and they know exactly what to do, other players know what to do when these players are getting their shots, Jokic is the decoy. Jokic is like, okay, I'm going to take the defenders, I'm going to create space, but I don't have to use my mental space, I, I can rest a little bit, I don't have to think, I don't have to make sure, like, you know, I feel like that part, I don't think I figured it out. So, for me... Michael Malone has to be a better coach. He cannot rely on this savant to do everything for the team. Yeah, that's the problem I see. Because you can see, right, his scoring has dropped, his assists have gone up. He's he's making sure everybody gets like fifteen points. Like he's doing this so that he is creating parity. He's making sure the ball is getting distributed. All of that stuff. So this is too much is to expected of him. Like every single clip.
1: I think I have a little bit different view uh, because I mean I'm not in love with Jokic as much as you are. I think that once Jamal Murray finds his feet, he's a little bit more comfortable. He sh- starts shooting the three a little bit better. He gets into that flow. I think it'll take some pressure off of Jokic. Uh, as to whether Jokic is ready to give up that space, I don't know. But I think once Jokic has a little bit more faith in Jamal Murray, I think that sort of thing will happen. Because I saw a little bit of a Something in that today's fourth quarter against the Mavericks that Jokic wanted to defer, and he wanted to he wanted Jamal Murray to take the ball from him, get that screen, take the ball, and do his thing. But because Jamal Murray wasn't shooting very well and he was not very confident, he was not getting those shots that he usually gets. I think uh, Jokic was like, "Okay, now I only have to do something. I have to have to figure it out because I've tried this entire game. I've tried to get him going. It was not going for him. So I guess now I have to take." charge of it back Uh, that's it for this episode this is all the teams that we've covered Uh, show us some love show us that love and uh, like share subscribe do all the jazz and we will catch you for the next episode till then Vinny say bye bye bye